Yeah. Politics with Mercer Prescott. Politics with his eclectic band of cronies giving you the truth about everything they lie about. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton. Don't forget about Earn to Burn. What you gonna do is learn. That's right, it's now your turn. Politics, go and listen. Get your lesson, watch my blink glisten. I'm gonna get what you're missing. But the bullshit now you're pissing me off. Y'all heard the news, you get a soft, full of lies. And why do they try? They wanna trick you. But politics is gonna gift you with education for the masses to get up in your ignorant asses. Politics with Mercer Prescott and the collective band of cronies. Yeah! Politics. Every Monday at 7 p.m., dial 1-646-668-8795 to speak with the host, Mercer Prescott, now. All right, all right, all right. Why do I keep saying that? Who the fuck am I? Kevin Hart? Anyways, <laughs> hello. Welcome to another edition of Politrix. Today's episode focusing on the Electoral College's mistake made today. Dylan Roof, the NC Power Grab, left-wing um, unruliness, and Donald Trump, the dump, and, you know, things like that. The, the usual suspects, as we like to call it. And I am mm-hmm. the always eclectic one, Kaiser so say. You can check me out of my movie, Reservoir Dogs. All right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's a good word, man? A good word. If you're not committed to a spirituality of any sort, whether you're Christian, whether it's Christianity, Muslim, Judaism, um, Buddhist, whatever. This will be a good time to do so, and that's the good word for today. <laughs> you know, I, I, I you made somebody. You gotta believe in my God, but believe in something to get you through this. <laughs> I, I made somebody mad. I said Happy Holidays, and they were just mm-hmm. kind of like, "Her," you know. They had that war on Christmas type growl, and I was just like, "Look, there's like what, like four or five holidays celebrated in December. I don't know right, what you celebrate." Right, right, right. I go with the generic Happy Holidays because I don't want to offend nobody. You know, I cater more to Islam, but even though I'm a Christian, but I have more Islamic type of value system because yeah. Christianity has a lot of. Well, I'm not saying Christianity in itself has a lot of flaws, but the way that it's uh, materialized in America, these churches, these mega churches, and things like that. It seems to be flawed, and it seems to be um, a whitewashed version of what Christianity is supposed to be. Therefore, yeah. I find that you know aligning myself more with Islam, Islam principles, which seem to be founded in Islam, are more closer associated with what Christianity is supposed to be than the Christianity I see in America. But that's not yeah. what we're here to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. Uh, I saw on uh, I saw an article about Dylan Roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, he uh, he murdered a bunch of people in uh, South Carolina. Was it South Carolina? South yeah, Carolina. Yeah, Charleston, South Carolina, downtown. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He murdered nine people in a right. church at Bible study. And right. uh, a few days ago, he was sentenced. Uh, he was convicted on all thirty-three counts, including uh, nine counts, of course, of first-degree murder. Mm-hmm. And um. He is supposed to – well, here's the thing. I, I, I'll say this in the beginning. I was never pro-death penalty, but I didn't become anti-death penalty until the Troy Davis case. And this quick synopsis of the Troy Davis case out of Georgia. He was convicted of uh, killing a cop and mm-hmm. sentenced, to, sentenced to die, and uh, they executed him a few years ago. The thing about that is there was no physical evidence tying Troy Davis to the crime. He was convicted on eyewitness testimony. Most of the people recanted because they said that they were coerced by the cops okay. to, to say what they said, and they uh, they put him to death for that. And mm. that was the case that made me anti-death penalty. But Dylan Roof, on the other hand, I think that's the person who the death penalty is made for right. because 
he pretty much just came out and said, I did it. They had him on video coming out, going in and out of the church during the time of the murder. You know, he had a manifesto. You know, he had all this stuff. So basically, this is somebody who the death penalty is for. And whether he'll get the death penalty or not remains to be seen. I'm good either way. But my thing is this. Let's say Dylan Roof gets... I'm pretty sure they'll just keep him in prison for the rest of his life. He's never going to get out if he doesn't get the death penalty. Because 33 counts of... 33 felony charges, including nine counts of murder, I can't see him ever getting out of prison. But if he does... uh, is he ever going to be a productive member of society again? No. He showed no remorse for his crimes while he was in prison. So it's just going to be – I'd be surprised if they gave him the death sentence, if they gave him the death penalty. But either which way, I'm okay. What do you think about that, man? Do you think he should get the, the needle or life in prison, or what do you think, man? I think he should get the broomstick up the butt. <laughs> I, I mean, um, nah, I think he should have one of the most deplorable. I, I think it should be just what we call community community justice. You know, what I'm saying uh, village justice. I don't think he should yeah. sit on death row for ten, twenty, thirty years. I mean, who was the first? The only person who I know who got a fast track death sentence was um, Timothy McVeigh, and that's because he asked for it. I don't, I don't know. I, I think. I have a problem with this particular case. I mean, I'm glad it went the way it went, but at the same time, maybe I think they said, well, if we if we max it out and we give them everything, then maybe that'll calm the blacks down and they'll be okay. See, that's what it is. They're always about coddling us. They always want us to be calm. And I, you know, I don't mind. Yeah, being calm is what we need to be. I agree. But at the same time, we galvanize behind the wrong things and we quiet. We become quiet way too quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like we we're, we're like. Uh, how do you say in English? Like instances, fire instances get us fired up and then it dies down and we're quiet again and we're going back to our same thing, buying things from, you know what I'm saying, commercial majority, making the 1% richer, you know, going back to our nine to fives that's owned by the conglomerates, you know what I'm saying? Not, not, and I'm really going off subject right now. Segregation was the worst thing to happen to African-Americans. I mean, integration was the worst thing that ever happened to African-Americans. When we were segregated, <laughs> we, we had bigger businesses. We had bigger banks. We had Black Wall Street. When we became integrated, we lost our soul. Hmm. You know, I, I look at it in terms of like a Negro Baseball League, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Negro Baseball League was actually stealing fans from Major League Baseball. And it's one of the reasons why they integrated Negro Baseball League into uh, the major leagues, mm-hmm. because we had a better product, and they were right. actually stealing fans from Major League Baseball, you know. And they didn't think that could happen, you know, because when they wouldn't let uh, African Americans play, they were like, "Well, fuck y'all, we'll just make our own league." Mm-hmm. And it was, and in some cases, it was better. They had better athletes, you know. They put on a better show, I guess you could say. I seen and, um, a movie about that. It was with um the guy who plays Darth Vader's voice. What's his name? Earl Jones. You talking about uh, was it uh Bingo's All Stars? Billy D. Williams was in that. There you right? go. There you go. That was a good ass movie. Yeah. So, but um, what you said about like people getting uh riled up and then dying down. Put it like this. Mm-hmm. I will tell you. Last week I got suckered. Okay, by Donald Trump. Because last week uh, on Saturday's show, I was supposed to talk about Donald Trump's debts and his massive conflict of interest. Right. Okay. Uh, he owes. Put it like this: He has an office building in New York, right, in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. There's a 950 million dollar loan on that building, right? Um, some of that loan is owned by Bank of China. Some of it is owned by Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. So now when Trump is in office and he has to take those Goldman Sachs calls, you think he's going to say, well, sorry, Goldman Sachs, I'm not going to betray the American people. Or you think he's going to take that call and try and get some of the debt relief because he owes them $950 million. The Mm. problem with with Trump's debts is that they're so intermingled and he has so many businesses and his debt is just so all over the place. 
know. There are two banks. He owes them. Just between two banks alone, he owes half a billion dollars. Half a billion dollars. Five hundred million dollars. Just give me one of those. I need these student loans paid off, you dig? Hell yeah. <laughs> but Trump being the master of distraction, he's supposed to have a press conference about that. He cancels the press conference, and then what happens? He's hanging out with Kanye West and Jim Brown and Ray Lewis, and that's what I ended up talking about on Saturday's show instead of his massive conflicts of interest. So when I thought about it, you know, I felt like a sucker because mm-hmm. I fell for Donald Trump, the master of distraction. He needs to be like there's an old Marvel character, the, the, the ringmaster, right. and he has a hat with the, with the spinning wheel on it, and, you know, he's, he's a villain from the 60s. Like, that's, that's, that's who Trump is. He's, he's the ringmaster. He has his top hat with the, with the little spinning thing on it, just hypnotizing people. Like, massive conflicts of interest. Not me. Here's Kanye West and Jim Brown. You know? And I will admit, <laughs> I, got, I got suckered. I got suckered big time. So I'm going I'm to try and do better. You know, I'm going to try and stick to my guns. So... But it's just, it's, just, it's just been really hard to tie down Trump's debt because he owes so much money to so many different people, and he has so many ridiculous companies. Actually, his sons came out – speaking of conflicts of interest, there was a story. I didn't get a chance to read into the whole thing, mm-hmm. but his uh, – if you want to go hunting with Trump's sons, uh, they'll, they'll charge you a million dollars. So if, if you pay a million dollars, you get to go hunting with Trump's sons. Oh, we're not going to shoot him on accident like how Cheney did that one time. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, what? I thought he was a bird. (laughs) (laughs) A million dollars? We need to to get a damn um, GoFundMe account going, brother. Let's do this. (laughs) And just be like, hey, I'll just show for the hunting trip. Why are you guys wearing ski masks? (laughs) Right. Now I, I, I do the, I do a one better. I wear an anonymous mask. I love those joints. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the the pay to play aspect is just so blatant and so out in the open. Like there was a story that I just saw. I didn't. I was going to talk about it on Saturday, but you know Trump has uh, hotels in D.C. There was mm-hmm. a, a event for in uh, for some Kuwaiti diplomats. They were already booked to stay at the Four Seasons. They canceled their reservations at the Four Seasons and went to Trump's hotel instead. All that money that Trump makes in those hotels from those diplomats goes to him and his family. Right. That is a massive conflict of interest. Massive. And it's right there for everybody to see. And people aren't talking about it. Kills me. I think um, the ones that voted for Trump are flabbergasted. They just ain't got – they can't say nothing because they're just like, well, we fucked up. (laughs) You know, my friend had – she had a post today on Facebook, and she said that people don't talk about who they voted for anymore because they don't want to hear shit about who they voted for or, in my case, who I didn't vote for. I don't care. I'll tell you I didn't vote for Hillary, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'll take whatever comes with it. I'm never going to say that what I did was right. I'll tell you why I did it, but I'm not going to pat myself on the back and say that I'm right for not voting right. for president, for Trump or for Hillary, because I take responsibility for my vote or, in this case, my non-vote. But a lot of people, especially Trump fans, they're kind of hiding out because they've been eating a lot of shit over this whole election, you know, because their guy is basically on stage telling people, ah. Lock her up. That was a cool thing to say to get people riled up, but I'm not really going to lock her up. Build a wall. I was never going to build a wall. That was just something cool to say. Drain the swamp. I'm not going to drain the swamp. I'm the swamp got me here. Swamp. <laughs> yeah, basically, he, he actually said that his people told him to say drain the swamp, and he was just like, I'm not going to say that. That sounds hokey. But then he said, but then I said it and I got a good reaction. I just kept saying it. And, you know, now the election's over and I won. And that's the most important thing is that I won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people, some people in the audience were like still clapping. And some people were just like, ah, hey, what, what, what? <laughs> that's why I voted for you because you were going to drain the swamp. Kyle Kalinske is funny. He said, basically, Trump didn't drain the swamp. He just moved it to the White House lawn. Mm. 
you know. But I, I will say one thing about people not wanting, especially the Trump fans, not wanting to admit that they voted for Trump. I've seen lately a lot of left-wing cruelty that is uncommon. We've never had a candidate like Trump. It's, it's funny. George Bush is no longer the worst president ever. Now, it's Trump, and he's not even president yet. And Trump has already proven that he's going to be an absolute disaster. Let me tell you how shitty a president George Bush was. George Bush was such a shitty president that Barack Obama got a Nobel Peace Prize because he wasn't George Bush. Because mm. if you remember, mm-hmm. Barack Obama got a Nobel <laughs> Peace Prize. He didn't, he didn't do shit. He was in his first year in office. He didn't do anything. And they gave him a Nobel Peace Prize basically just because he wasn't Bush. That's crazy. That's how shitty a president Bush was. I didn't was. even know. I forgot all about him getting that, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he got to know why. He didn't do anything yet. That was like when they named Shaquille O'Neal the NBA's top 50. And, you know, that's when he had just gotten on the Lakers. He didn't even have any rings yet. And, yeah, he, he would go on to win four rings. But at that point, he hadn't done anything yet. And they were right. just like, uh, Why? Why is he there? Yeah, he's great, but he didn't do anything. Right. That's how shitty President George Bush was, and Trump is already going to be a thousand times worse, and he's not even in office yet. I can understand why Trump fans don't want to come out, and I'm not talking about the the alt right. I hate saying alt right, the Nazis, because the Nazis, you know, they're bold about it. They don't care, you know. But you talk about normal everyday folks who aren't racists, who aren't bigots, you know, who actually bought into Trump's horseshit. They're not going to be out there saying, oh, yeah, guess what? Uh, I voted for Trump. Let's go out for stakes. They're not going to say that because they know they're going to eat shit about it. So they're keeping quiet. But there's just been so much cruelty lately from the left, and I don't like it because we're supposed to be the compassionate ones. I told you last week the story about uh, we were tag-teaming this guy on the forums. Because that came on his face. That's some freaky deaky motherfuckers. Don't talk about that kind of stuff on this show. <laughs> you know what? As, as, soon as, as soon as I said that, I was like, why did I say it like that? <laughs> but I wonder we, myself. We, we, <laughs> but, oh, I needed that laugh. This is some depressing ass shit. <laughs> we were teaming up on this guy because he came out talking bad about Obamacare and basically, you know, came up with the whole, you guys are libtards thing and you know we were just bashing him until he said of course that he had a a bad experience with his insurance and then all of a sudden we were like oh oh, okay and then we were trying to help him with his problem Mm -hmm. the whole mood just kind of changed but now you're starting to like there's a website I don't know if it's Daily Cost or Daily Coast but it's Daily and then KOS yeah I used to I used to read those I ain't been to it in a minute though don't, because it, it's it's basically it's garbage. I stopped reading them like a year ago, mm-hmm. because I I, I was kind of getting into it, and I was just like, yeah, this is just left wing garbage. Like I, I I stopped reading it. They had an article recently about Kentucky, and I, I we spoke about Kentucky, and mm-hmm. uh, the fact that they really started to benefit from healthcare. Like, okay, certain counties in Kentucky were just so unhealthy that they basically just called it like a what was it like cardiac valley or something like that or I mean they were just in such poor health and they finally got health care and they were they talked about one woman who had she got like she had a bad thyroid condition she got she got that cleared up she got surgery for cataracts for her um, she had carpal tunnel so bad she couldn't even sleep because she was in so much pain Mm. You know, she got her heart, uh, blood pressure medication. She was all set. And their county voted overwhelmingly for Matt Bevin and for Donald Trump. Matt Bevin is their current governor. He ran on a platform of repealing Obamacare. That was his platform. Daily Cost or Coast or whatever it is, they ran an article about coal miners in Kentucky. And they're basically just like, you know what? These coal miners who all voted for, for Trump, 
fuck them. Let them die. Who cares? They're losing their health care. They're getting what they deserved. Now, I will tell you, if you're a Trump fan and you voted for Trump and you have, like, remorse about it, I'm going to mm-hmm. leave you alone. Because, yeah, he, he, he's a charismatic con man. You know, and if you're not really that well-versed in politics, you might get taken by him. Me, I see this – I smell this bullshit from 500 paces, but I follow politics, and I'm from New York, so we know a lot about Donald Trump and his horseshit. You know, we know he, he's, he's a, as fake as a $3 bill. We know that, you know, but somebody from Wichita, Kansas might not know that. Yeah, you only know what you know. We can't, we can't be like um... – I, we have to forgive those that are ignorant in some cases. Some people just don't yeah. have access to good information or information, you know, adequate information. Um, I remember when I used to um, go to my grandma's house, she stayed in a rural community and um, they didn't have cable. They had, I think the only channel they could pull from the cable was TBN. You know, TBN is like a Chicago station or something. Right. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh-huh. But not much else. And TBN is very slighted to its demographics. You know, it ain't got nothing to do with the South. You know, what I mean, to be honest. So you only know what you know. You only know what you're exposed to. You know, what I'm saying, yeah. thinking, looking at TBN, you stay in a rural community. You're looking at TBN and you see the Chicago news. You're like, oh man, I've never moved to the city or I've never visited the city. I, <laughs> I was scared to death to go to New York when I was a little kid because you know so much stuff that we see on the news about it. And then I got there, I said, this ain't shit like what we see on TV. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you only know what you know Unfortunately people just aren't in the pockets to know Not saying the information ain't there But if you don't know, you don't know I'll be honest, right. for, my, for myself um, However, let's say 100% Let's say like 100% online time I would say a good 70% is on bullshit Like, I don't know, Instagram and Facebook When, when right. I was younger I think I might have visited over 45 sites in a given week in 2016, I might visit five sites. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I mean, put it like, I mean, uh, Terry McMillan, you know, she wrote, uh, what was it? Uh, damn. A Day Later, a Dollar Short? short? That too. But, yeah, um, that's a good book. but she had a book called, uh, what was it? I think it was called Obama. And it was like a, like a semi-autobiographical thing. She talked okay. about, you know, growing up in the South, and I forgot if she went up north or she was in college or whatever it was. I don't remember the exact of where she was, but being from the South and not knowing a lot of what was going on in the world, uh, she didn't know. And I guess it took place like in the 60s and 70s. She didn't know who Malcolm X was. Mm-hmm. And a girl mm-hmm. laughed at her so hard to the point where it made her uncomfortable because she didn't know who Malcolm X was. <laughs> So, yeah, it could happen, you know. So, like I said, if you voted for Trump and you just didn't know, you know, I can let that go. Right. But there are some people. I was in the forums uh, at lunchtime today, and um, I was listening in on the news about the Electoral College, and there were people on there who were just out and out, just like, yeah, well, you guys are hating on Trump now, but once he makes America great again, you'll see. And I'm like, is this dude trolling us or is he for real? But you know what? I looked on his, uh, his profile picture that had an American flag on it. I'm like, okay. You know, it's a sad state of affairs where if you have an American flag as your profile picture, you're probably a bigot. Mm. I know that's a horrible thing to say, but usually the people on the forums that I see who just say the most bigoted things usually right. have an American flag as their avatar. How sad is that? You know? But the fact that Daily Coast was out there just saying like, oh, yeah, well, fuck these coal miners because they voted for Trump, you know, basically just glad that they're black lung is not going to be treated. And I'm just like, why would you? Yeah, why would you do that? Why would you be happy that somebody is going to die when in New York, there's a droga bill that was supposed to help the 9-11 first responders. Mm-hmm. People were curious that took so long to get them their money and they only gave them a fraction of the money that they were supposed to get to treat them for their uh, you know for their cancer these guys are dying of cancer because they just happened to be there first 
they were breathing in all that, uh, you know, all that stuff from the buildings, and it was a carcinogen. They got cancer, and we were furious because they were because the politicians were bullshitting. Right. Now, yes, I know these people voted against their own self-interest. I know that, but does it mean that we want to see them get hurt and die? Yeah. No. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what I'm not going to lie Sometimes the first impulse will just be like Fuck them Because they voted against their own self-interest But when you stop and you think about it Just like exactly like you said They may not be as informed as other people are Some of them are Because some of them were on uh, Young Turks Talking about and they, and they seem very well informed But you're talking about older folks Who don't really Keep up with that sort of thing. They're, they're, they're stuck on their Fox News and their Alex Jones, you know, and their Rush Limbaugh, who are purposely misinforming them so that they'll go to the polls and vote against their own self-interest. You know, there was a, a, a meme going around. It had a woman. I guess it was a woman. They didn't show the actual person, but she was uh, stuck on the side of the road in the snow. And the caption said, I was going to go help her, but she had a hashtag Trump bumper sticker. Ah, I see that. <laughs> and, then it said, and then it said, hashtag, call your president. And I was just like, I don't think I could do that. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm, I'm going to make the stink face when I see your, your Trump bumper sticker, but I'm not going to not help you just because you voted for Trump. That would be cruel, you know? We're supposed I'm a, to be the I'm good be cruel, I'm gonna be cruel today. I'm gonna be like Odie. I'm gonna be King Petty. She'll be she's Queen Petty. I'm gonna be King Petty. <laughs> I, I, I had that happen. I had that happen to a friend of mine. He was uh, he, he had a, a, a old uh, it was a Datsun. That's how old, that's how far back that was. And then back then Datsuns were old. Mm-hmm. His father was a mechanic, so he get all these old cars and fix them up. So he'd go through like two or three cars a year. Right. And he, he had an old Datsun. He was stuck on the side of the road. He was back in New York, like on Meadowbrook Parkway, I think it was. And a guy pulled over, pulled over in a big Ford pickup truck. So he said, good, I'm going to get some help. And the guy rolls his window down and leans over and he goes, yeah, buy American, asshole. And then drove off and left him. Hmm. And I was just like... For some reason, I could see that happening. Even in New York, I could see that happening. Right. Like he was just mad because he had a, a Japanese car, so he was like, "Like I'm not going to help this guy. Fuck him." Hmm. And and I, and I see this as the same way. Like I can't really get with uh, left wing cruelty. It just doesn't really. It just doesn't really fit. I respect that. Well, let's go into a, um, a short break. It'll be a, it's not going to be a music break. It's going to be what I call an eclectic perspective. Okay. Hello. This is F. Christopher Blue bringing you an eclectic inspiration. Today's quotation. Character is the product of daily, hourly actions, words, and thoughts. Daily forgiveness, unselfishness, kindness, sympathies, charities, Sacrifices for the good of others, struggles against temptation, submissiveness under trial. It is these, like the building colors in a picture, are the blending notes of music which constitute the person. John Macduff. Today's meditation. What kinds of actions am I committing and thoughts am I having today that are contributing to my character? Am I building up the positive, loving, caring parts of myself? Or am I allowing the disinterested, thoughtless parts of myself to grow more strongly? We are who we are, many will argue. But there are many others who argue that we are what we make of ourselves. Character isn't made in defining moments such as rushing into a burning building to save a baby or sacrificing your life so that somebody else may live. Character is built over long periods of time, in the little ways, day in and day out. Character is built into the decisions that we make that at the time may seem trivial and unimportant, but which over time start to add up to something very important. One brick can't shelter us from the elements, 
But if you put many bricks together to make walls over the course of time, you find that those seemingly insignificant blocks have come together to be something much bigger than the sum of ourselves. All day, every day, we are creating our character, refining it, honing it, adding new elements to it, and getting rid of others. How great it would be if we could banish fear, jealousy, and envy and strengthen our kindness, compassion, and love. In every day of our lives, we face the little decisions, the little obstacles that help us to move in that direction. In what ways are you developing your character today? What decisions are you making that will add the beautiful notes or the vibrant colors to the wonderful work of art that you are? Questions to consider. One. Do you consciously consider the ways that you add to your character? Two, how many opportunities do we have each day to develop different aspects of our character and our personalities? Three, what kind of work of art do you wish to be? What do you have to do to make it so? For further thought, material possessions will rust away, wear away, or depreciate, but your inner resources character must never must never depreciate in seeking success you must also seek fulfillment ask yourself not only what you want to be but who you want to be elizabeth dole and that concludes today's eclectic inspiration i look forward to having you hear me tomorrow please leave your message or your comments below and i look forward to reading them and sharing them with others Thank you. French Vanilla. Chad, what up, nigga? Whoa, he said the N-word. All right, I'm back. (laughs) 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 You know, I I tried not not to say the N-word, but sometimes, like, I, I listen to, like, I was trying to listen to uh, Little Yachty today, and I just thought, I'll just give it a shot. Maybe I'm just being too hard on him. Nope. And I said the N-word. Luckily, no one else was home to hear it, but I was just like, how the hell am I doing? You know, like. I don't know Little just, Yachty, but I'm assuming he sounds something like this. I been wake up in the morning, I still a thing in you, and I wake up and be masturbated my own ass. I be fast to the gas, something like that. Just like that, but slower, more soap and oh. coating. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, Houston screw, screw it. We like to chop a screw down in Houston, but I'm not gonna do that to it because just doing that gave me a little bit of a headache. <laughs> it probably takes codeine in order to do that style because to me, you know, you have to have um, breath inflection when you rap, and to right. me, it's hard to do that rapping like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Which is probably why that nigga, um, what's his name, Lil Wayne? Oh, look at me talking about nigga. That's <laughs> probably why Lil Wayne be having seizures and stuff. He's not getting enough, um, what they call it, oxygen to his brain. Yeah, too much codeine. There you go. <laughs> Sipping on that syrup. Sipping on the syrup. That was a jam back in the day, though. <laughs> but I ain't ever get into it. I just can't do it. I mean, they, they, y'all doing too much. I saw a clip about some designer drugs early today. It blew my mind. I was like, okay, well, this ain't bad as that crocodile stuff they had down in Florida. But, woo, they doing the damn thing. Poor girl. I was like, these girls be putting themselves in situations behind these designer drugs. They're going to end up getting raped or hurt, killed or something. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that stuff is just pure chemicals. Right. So, yeah, there's no coming back from that. Right, right. That messed up your whole brain. Just... Totally re how you say in English reprogram you you know what I mean yeah yeah I mean the the narcotics they make from actual plants are bad enough but when it's just all chemicals like that uh, yeah mm, 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 mm. all right man hit us with that electoral college bullshit you know I I, I at lunchtime I was watching uh, live coverage of. Uh, Electoral college votes. Now, unfortunately, I, I don't have a whole piece on it because we won't know the votes uh, until uh, first week of January. So that's oh, when well, we know. Uh, we know what the answer is. Um, what's his face? Donald Trump got his two eighty. 
Yeah, but they still need to they still need to actually vote on it. So they voted today, but we won't know the results until first week of January. Because what happens is it has to go to the uh, the votes will end up going to the uh, Library of Congress, so they could be recorded, and then Biden is going to uh, preside over. Uh, you know they'll tell the they'll tell the votes. I'm pretty sure Trump is going to get it because there's not enough people in this country. It's so hard to separate the government from the people because it's the people who elect the government. That's the thing. So when I talk about how shitty America is lately, it's hard to say, well, it's not just the people. It's the government, but it's the people who elect the government. In China, it's communist. So, yeah, they elect leaders, but it's all pretty much kind of symbolic. It's just all it's communist. You know, China's communist country. Mm-hmm. So, but right now um, I would prefer communism over this bullshit that's about to come. To be honest with you, no, I I, I would prefer uh, socialism over communism mm-hmm. because it's funny because communism is exactly what when people say, well, I don't want my tax money going to this to such and such a person. That's pretty much, and, and there's all types of communism, there's all types of socialism. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Uh, like Bernie Sanders says he's a socialist, but he's a democratic socialist. Mm-hmm. And basically what we have now is democratic socialism. Basically, our tax money goes into everything to help everyone. Goes in the roads, goes in the schools, you know, goes in the social programs that helps feed the poor. You know? And there is nobody who could say they got by totally on their own because there's always that symbiotic relationship between the owners and the, the people and the government. You know, it's supposed to be symbiotic. Uh, symbiotic, sorry. But mm-hmm. it's basically just become parasitic. Like uh, Walmart, that's a parasitic relationship because they underpay their workers so they can get rich. And then the government puts the bill because all these people who work full-time jobs are on welfare. That's parasitic because they're getting all of they're getting all the reward, taking none of the risk. You have a place that deals with a union that's symbiotic because they give the workers a fair wage. The workers give their all to help the company. So they're both getting something out of the deal. So, but the Electoral College thing, it's, they're basically going to just, they're going to roll over. And I'm very and one of my friends called me cynical today. I make no bones about that. I am very cynical. But I just call it as I see it. Because think about something, okay? When has America ever done the right thing at the right time? Probably never. Put it like I was, I was struggling to find an answer. Yeah, I didn't I couldn't come up with anything. I, I had to um Uh, the Civil Rights Amendment, maybe? <laughs> well, and that's why I say the right thing at the right time. Because put it right. like this, right? France abolished slavery in 1794. Mm-hmm. And that same year, the United States banned ships from dealing in the slave trade, but they still had tons of slaves. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, just because they banned the slave ships doesn't mean that, that they stopped. Because even in France, when they abolished slavery... um. And all and in all of his possessions, there were still some of them who still practiced it. Who right. still got slaves. They just ignored the law. But they came out with a law and they said no more slavery. And that was seventeen ninety four. Right? right? Napoleon brought slavery back to France in eighteen oh two and then it was abolished for good in eighteen fifteen. England ended its slave trade in eighteen oh seven. Okay. After seventeen ninety four, it was another seventy one years before America ended slavery, and it took a four-year war to end it. So, yeah, we did the right thing, just not at the right time. Right. 71 years after all these other countries started ending their slave trade, yeah, that 
that doesn't really fly. And still, technically, still, it wasn't really true until maybe mid-1990s. I mean, mid-1900s, um, you know what I'm saying, to be honest. You know, if you want to be real about it, I think those Jim Crow laws and all that sharecropping that was going on back in the day was very reminiscent of slavery. And the thing about sharecropping is that anybody could be a slave. Mm-hmm. Sharecropping was like equal opportunity slavery because anybody could be a slave. Didn't matter I know what know. As, it a, just as a slave, you got, you know, they had to take care of you medically and stuff like that. Once you was free and shit, you had it. If you got sick, that was on you, not on master. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you figure slaves were emancipated in 1865, right? Mm-hmm. right. The Civil Rights Act didn't pass until 1964. Almost 100 years later. 99 years later. Hey, that's some bullshit. Because, yeah, because don't forget. Uh, blacks could vote in 1865 And they were even elected to public office But The Ku Klux Klan stopped all that So it wasn't until 1964 And the thing about You ever wonder why the Republicans Ruled the South It's because you know you had the big shift Democrats were the ones who were uh, The anti-civil rights folks mm-hmm. And was it Lyndon B. Johnson? I supposed to look that up today. I think it was Lyndon B. Johnson who was president when they signed the Civil Rights Act. Went directly to all those people, to all those senators, and was like, look, you need to vote for this. It's the right thing to do. And they did, and it was political suicide. It couldn't be more political suicide if they took their political career and tied a noose around its neck and jumped out of a window. Mm. Because a lot of those people uh, senators who voted for the Civil Rights Act were immediately voted out. And a lot of them were Democrats. But they did it because it was the right thing to do. Now, being a politician is so lucrative, no one's going to give that up. Nobody's going to give that up. Put it like this. Somebody floated a meme around, and uh, I had to fact check it. And it was a friend of mine, and, I'm, and mm-hmm. somebody who I'm on the same page with. But they were saying that the president gets a pension of $450,000 a year. The president doesn't earn $450,000 a year. He earns 400 grand. And they were saying that they're probably thinking that, and there's also like a $50,000 per year expense account, which I have to look into because I'd never heard of that. Mm-hmm. But they were probably adding all that together. Now, keep in mind that the president will still earn $190,000 a year. As part How much? 190000 after he retires? Yeah. He'll Even still get a four-year term? Huh? Even after a four-year term? Yeah. Wow. You know. So even though the amount that they had on the meme was overinflated, at the same time, that's still a lot of money. And he gets paid that every year until he dies. So, yeah, it's, it's lucrative, and people just don't want to give it up now. So they're not going to commit political suicide anymore to do the right thing. So a lot of these electors are political insiders. So they're definitely not going to do the right thing. Bill Clinton is an elector for New York. Now, I don't even know how that happened because, I mean, yeah, he's a former president. His wife was uh, a senator in New York. He was governor of Arkansas, I think it was. So how did he become an elector in New York? But you figure it like this, going back to America doing the right thing at the right time, you figure we founded this country in 1776. Women didn't gain the right to vote until 1920. So women have had the right to vote in America for less than 100 years. I won't even get into the, into the Native Americans because that's an entire show on itself of the Pearl Harbor job we did to the Native Americans and are still doing to the Native Americans. Right. We do, America is just not known for doing the right thing at the right time. People are clapping like seals. Oh, we almost elected a female president. Pakistan elected a female president 20 years ago. And here's how rugged it is that Pakistan elected a, a female president. When she tried to run again, they killed her. What? Yeah. When she tried to run again, she was murdered. So just the fact that she was a president in the first place 
Put it like this: uh, Germany has a female prime minister or chancellor. I think I think they're chancellors in Germany. Has England had one off and off for years? Yeah. So the fact that America was about to be like, oh, we're about to elect the first female president. One woman was in her car crying. I can't believe I voted for a female presidential candidate. I'm like, oh, if you wanted that feeling, you should have went to Pakistan. You'd have had that feeling 20 years ago. That's how backwards America is sometimes. We profit off of people's misery with the healthcare system. Anytime somebody gets sick, they have to think about what they're going to do next instead of just going to the hospital and getting it cleared up. When does America ever do the right thing at the right time? Never. And I'm pretty sure some people will hear this and they'll, and they'll challenge me on it. And I welcome that challenge. Please, challenge me. I'm always up to learn a little something. You know, I'm not closed-minded. Maybe there's something that I missed. You know? Even our Rosa Parks was nine years too late. I saw a thing today about a woman in, uh, in Canada. Mm-hmm. It was the same situation, except that she was in a movie theater, a whites-only movie theater in Canada. And that happened nine years before Rosa Parks, not taking anything away from Rosa Parks. Yeah. But we're always but, late to the party. <laughs> always. So I was going to actually expand on that on Rosa Parks thing. I found out some new information regarding that whole thing, but that's not, this ain't the place of time, so never mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a self, uh, you know, just uh, um, before we segue into the next section, I saw mm-hmm. one of them self-driving cars today. Really? In um, Durham, yeah. I haven't seen the self-driving cars. I've seen the ones that, that parallel park themselves, but I don't know if I can let my car drive for me. Nah, I, I got I got control issues. That that don't sound comfortable at all. I I I'd, I'd be too nervous, especially if I see some trucks on the road. <laughs> well, see, what, what tripped me out about it is that it stood at the um the turn lane for like way too long. Like it didn't know what I was gonna do when I was making my turn. I was like, this stupid ass car. <laughs> 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 we we about to be into um what's that movie with Harrison Ford back in the day? That was a good ass movie. Um, you talk about Blade Runner. There you go. We about to be that bitch before we know it. <laughs> <laughs> they supposed to be redoing it. They don't. Need, they supposed to be yeah. redoing it again. You know they redid it with that um, Colin Farrell guy. Boy, that shit sucked. Oh no, no, you're thinking of Total Recall with Colin Farrell. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I thought I yeah, saw Blade Runner is, what it, is the one with Harrison Ford, and they uh, and they all never did. They never redid Blade Runner. Uh, they, uh, it, the trailer just came out today. I for sure I saw a redo, another, a redo. Okay, that might have been yeah, it was Total Recall. Oh, that thing was so garbage. Blade Runner yeah. from 1982 was that was a good ass film. That really got me into sci-fi when I was a kid. And 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 the, uh, the trailer for the new one just came out today, and Harrison Ford is in it. So, okay, okay. But Harrison Ford was a cyborg. I mean, how are they gonna have him made up? Was he? A, no, he wasn't a cyborg in that one. Yeah, actually, yeah. Read up on it. Look at Wikipedia, man. Yeah, they're saying oh, that he okay. probably was. <laughs> I'm about to check look, it out. Look at the movie again. You probably see some telltale signs. So, I was going to get right. into. I'm, I'm, ahead, I'm running a little bit uh, short on time, but there's, there's one thing. I, one last thing I want to get into, and that's gerrymandering. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, and, and I'll go into it in full uh, either Saturday or next. Well, probably next week because uh, Saturday is Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we're going to be doing a Sunday, show. Sunday. Is it Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saturday is Christmas Eve. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, either which way, I'm good. But um, North Carolina, they're going to have special elections. And, and there's one thing that I flubbed on the special elections for North Carolina. Um, they had a whole bunch of districts in North Carolina that they found out to be illegal because they gerrymandered them along racial lines. You're allowed to gerrymander along political lines, but not along racial lines. So mm-hmm. a judge deemed all these districts illegal. So now they have to be redrawn. They wanted them redrawn uh, months ago. Not months ago. uh, Last month, November. But they said it was too close to the election. They would never get it done in time. So now they have to redraw them by March. And now they're going to hold special elections in November. I thought the special elections were in March. No, March is when they have to redraw the districts by. 
and then November, they're going to uh, hold special elections. So some of these people who just got voted in may only serve one year instead of two. That's going to be interesting. Okay. But the whole thing with gerrymandering, do you ever wonder how shit politicians never seem to go away? No matter how uh, like it, I never wonder because that's America. <laughs> <laughs> we are the land of shit politicians. Right, but right, you, all day. It's but crazy, you figure a, 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 a shit heel like uh, Tom Tillis or a, a, a shit bird like uh, God, what's his name, uh, Richard Burr. Like how mm-hmm. these guys just stay in office all the time, and it's because of gerrymandering. You figure it like this in other states, right? You figure Alan West is a Tea Party psychopath, right, out of Florida. Uh, Joe Walsh is another Tea Party psychopath out of Illinois. If you look up Joe Walsh, because Joe Walsh is a famous musician, right? So if you look up Joe Walsh on YouTube, you'll get Joe Walsh the musician. If you look up, and, and I dare you to do this, if you look up Joe Walsh meltdown, you get Joe Walsh the politician, he was a lawmaker out of Illinois. He lost, he lost to Tammy Duckworth. Mm-hmm. And now Tammy Duckworth is now in uh, – she's now federal now. She was a state lawmaker for a little while, and now she became a federal lawmaker. But she beat Joe Walsh to get there. These two psychopaths only lasted one term because people saw them, and they were just like, these people are absolutely nuts. I'm not voting for them. And this is talking about people who in their party. And they got voted out. In North Carolina, nope. If you see Tom Tillis looking like a, 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 an alligator pimp, you're going to see him every year until he dies because of gerrymandering. So the definition of gerrymandering is to manipulate the boundaries of an electoral constituency so as to favor one party or class. Keep in mind, Democrats gerrymander too. It's not just a Republican thing. Both sides do it. But the thing is, the Republicans went way too far with their gerrymandering, right? The current definition of gerrymandering is keep shitty politicians in office, okay? Put it like this. In North Carolina in 2012, Mitt Romney beat Obama by 97,000 votes, right? Keep in, keep in mind that Hillary lost by 177,000, so it was much closer in 2012, right? The House of Representatives, there were 13 seats up for the House of Representatives, right? Uh, The 13 seats, Republicans won nine out of 13 seats. Now, if you look at the New York Times, uh, let me get this pulled up here. I thought I already had it up. Luckily, I have the link. If you look at the, uh, the exit polls for New York Times for North Carolina in 2012, and you look at it by uh, by political party, right? Mm-hmm. In 2012, 94% of registered Democrats voted Democrat. 6% voted Republican. If you look at the Republican side, 94% of Republicans of registered Republicans voted Republican. 5% of them voted Democrat. What swung everything in that direction was the independent vote. Right. I the independent vote, 51 percent of registered independents voted Republican. Now, here's my thing. Based on those numbers, would the Republicans have come out on top? Yes, they would have definitely come out on top. Nothing would have really stopped that. The only problem was they won in a landslide because of gerrymandering. That's why. Republicans hold the majority in the House and Senate. But since gerrymandering doesn't really affect governor, the governor's race, that's why uh, Pat McCrory lost. Really because of HB2, which was a terrible bill for him. It was political suicide for him. Uh, I guess he did po- commit political suicide just for the wrong reasons. So, yeah, they would have won, but they won in a landslide because of gerrymandering. And if you – and hey – don't take my word for it. All you have to do is look up on Google, look up the electoral maps uh, in 2010, and look up the electoral maps now. 
and you will see exactly what I'm talking about. What they do is they basically just take uh, a lot of Democrats, mainly African-Americans, and they put them in a couple of districts. It, uh, if they're all spread out, they can affect the vote. Mm-hmm. But you put them all together, yeah, you'll lose a couple of districts, but you'll keep the rest. But because they did it along racial lines, they went too far. And the courts ruled against them, and they said, no, you can't do that. You've got to redraw those districts. Man, that's some bull. <laughs> it is indeed. It is indeed. But at least, at least the federal judge caught on to it. But the problem is, and I'll go into that on Saturday, you know, the Republicans are trying to leave uh, a little gift for, uh, for Roy Cooper, which is stripping a bunch of his power. So which is absolutely ridiculous. And put it like this, a lot of stuff that they're voting in those bills was stuff that federal judges have already struck down. Mm-hmm. And Pat McCrory, of course, signed it into law. So we'll see how that works out in the end. But basically, my, my parting words are this. If you're a good politician, like a Bernie Sanders, or an Elizabeth Warren, a... Uh, who ran recently in the last race? Uh, Al Franken won his re-election bid. Even if you're a Republican like uh, John McCain, he always gets re-elected. You know, he's got some good ideas every now and again. Even the broken clock is right twice a day. But if you're good at what you do, people are just going to vote for you anyway because mm-hmm. they're going to remember, oh, yeah, he did that thing. You can't, you can't diss Marion Barry in, in D.C. as I found out the hard way. Every time, when I, I used to live in Maryland, close to D.C. area, I used to work in D.C., and every time I would rag on Marion Barry, I would get a laundry list of all the good things Marion Barry did. So in their eyes, the only bad thing he ever did was smoke crack. But from what people can tell me, he's a halfway decent politician, and that says something, that it's not like they would say, well, he's a good politician. They ran down list by list all the good things he did and all the, all the programs that he started. And you know what? I can't argue with that. Can, can anyone tell me what Tom Tillis has done or Richard Burr has done in their political careers? Probably. Not offhand, no. Yeah, because they've done nothing. And yet they get reelected every year because of gerrymandering. So <sighs> any last words to, to add? I don't know. I sound like you would have hit us up with something happy to get us into this holiday spirit, motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> What's really good? It I can't even come up with that, and I'm considered smart. <laughs> you know I, I will say one thing about Christmas. It really, really snuck up on me this year because I, I barely – I have nieces and nephews that live out of state, and I bought them you know, gift cards because it's easier. But I was just like, oh, snap, you know uh, – before uh, Saturday's show, I was just like, oh, snap, I got to mail this stuff out. So I had to get it ready and, you know, run it out there. Actually, I did it after the show because I had to actually uh, write up all that stuff. But if it, hadn't, if it hadn't crossed my mind, it would never have gotten there in time. Never. Because it, it would be today. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, snap. It's uh, six days away from Christmas. What am I going to do? So, right. But it just sneaks up on people, you know? I mean, you know, what's, you, know why, you know why I think it sneaks up on people? Because it starts in October. And people are just so Christmased out. They're just like, Christmas? I thought that was, that was three weeks ago. And I was, no, that was Thanksgiving. Christmas is... You know, next month. So it's just it's just crazy. But I will say this: I don't celebrate Christmas on my own. I don't own a Christmas tree. I don't, I don't own tinsel, any lights. But I do enjoy watching children enjoy Christmas. Ooh, it's why don't I, don't, uh, don't say that. Don't say that again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you know what? I can't say you nothing can now. Wor- you can words. These words, Fred, they call it. Everything is just taken the wrong way. Damn you, child molesters. You can't even. They done mess up the whole game. You can't even say nothing. Oh, I love when my child sits on my lap. What? <laughs> just like Donald Trump. But, um. Real quick before we go, I remember I was watching uh, Prices Right at work at, at, on my lunch break with, with my lunch partners, and they had a shaved ice machine as one of the prizes. And I remember as a kid in Brooklyn, if you had a shaved ice machine, you were like the king of the neighborhood, right? Okay. They, they sell shaved ice for a quarter. You walk up, and it's delicious, right? And I said, if somebody had that now in 2016 – or whatever year it was, and you rolled out that shaved ice machine. I'm like, hey, kids, I got shaved ice. They'd be like, what are you, some kind of pervert? You know, because they would think that you're just trying to lure kids into your naked puzzle basement as opposed to just being nice to kids. So child molesters ruin that for everything, for everybody. You got to watch every word you say because you don't want to seem like a child molester. I know, so right? They done, everything, the society's been corrupted by their corruption, you know, yeah. in that so way. So thank you, child molesters, for ruining Christmas for everybody. Right. <laughs> I suppose it end positive. I couldn't even do that. <laughs> and uh, we forgot to do our commercial. Enter- Entertainment Magazine going for thirty-four cent an issue. Go to their website now. Entertainment Magazine to find out all the entertainment news in the industry. And that concludes this episode of Politics. Check back with us next Monday at seven p.m. and check out. <clears throat> mock talk on Christmas Eve nine, da, 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 at 10 a.m. I don't know, I don't know if everybody's going to be on board for that. We might have to do a pre-record. All right, we'll figure it out. All right, man, be good. All right, man, you too. All right. Girl, you feeling down now Your mind just hit you and you feel as if it's in your house Feels too depressing for you, captive and you're holding out But if you tell him, he won't even try to hear you out Oh, it may just hit you so you hide away Get to be questioned so you smile away And it don't matter if I'm miles away I'll be there for you, I'll come all you gotta do is just trust me and I'll come right away Only keep my distance, let you tell me you need me today I leave this place up in my Hyundai, let's drive it away Dipping that vehicle to get to you, no I'll wait Nobody in my way, if you give me that time and place General location, I'll be heading to you straight away It doesn't matter what boundaries to get in my way A Trust me, I'll be there, I'll come right.
promise. I 